Agents Podcast. This episode of the Lab Code Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. So this has become a common topic in the real estate world, and that is thriving in a shifting market. How in the hell are you going to not only thrive, but how are you going to be able to keep your head above water? How are you going to be able to survive as we continue to head into recessionary times, as we head into uh, really the unknown? And uh, I know I, I know our guest today is going to be able to speak to that. I've been in the business 22 years and honestly, people ask me all the time, what do you think about this shift? Is it with this cycle? Is it the same as other ones? I'm like, no, it's completely different. And I have no idea how we're going to come out of it. But here's what I, I know you should do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some growth and retention because our guest today has had some amazing success. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, indie brokers, uh, independent brokers, maybe why you should consider it, why why it might be a, a, a more promising future than maybe one of the big boxes. And I have no skin in this game, so believe me, I am going to grill him, grill him with some questions. Welcome to the show, Ryan Rodenbeck. Hey, Jeff. Very pleased to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Well, it's uh, it's good to finally connect. I think we connected a couple of months ago. Uh, yeah. I think summer just got the best of us. But so let's start here. You tell, I, let's just assume my audience has no idea who you are. So tell us about who you are, how you came into the business and what led you to where you are today. Sure. So I came into the business because I was an investor when I was like, oh, 26, 27 years old and um, try to sell a property, investment property. And this, this is probably a common theme. And um, the agent that 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 I hired actually, uh, I was like five days in, there was no pictures, no communication. And I said, you know what? I can do this, right? I just finished wrapping up another business and started uh, as an investment agent and um, started a property management company. And eventually in 2008, I started Spyglass Realty. I started it as a broker that had no intentions of growing a team. I had a couple of agents that were with me for reasons I still don't know why. And in 2015, after becoming top producing real estate agent, I decided to make it a real team and then it became a real brokerage. So we went from 16 agents in 2015 to uh, right under 100 right now. We close about 900 homes a year and I think we're at, we'll probably hit 500 million this year. Close to it. That's amazing. And you are in the Austin, Texas market. Yeah. So, so talk about the shift a little bit. So you got into the business. Did you have any intent when you got into the business of growing this massive team? Or was there some like point in, in your career where that just shifted? Yeah, no, I didn't have any intention of, of growing a massive business. Uh, I, I really what did not want to be holden to, to any other broker. And um, so I got my broker's license and, you know, I considered having a, a, a team. And then 
you know, in from like 2010 to 2015, I started realizing I, I was really good at bringing in internet leads. I started with, you know, Tiger Leads was my first uh, foray into internet leads. And so I've known Howard Tager for ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, I paid just about everyone. And then what I realized is that I can, I can bring in leads. So I uh, started bringing in other agents and developing the, the things that you need to know to monitor leads, make sure train agents to do, to take leads. I was really good as a salesperson. So I tried to take my techniques that I use to become a top producing agent and train other agents to do that with our leads. You know, I think that just led us down our first path. So, you know, I mentioned a few potential topics in my intro, but let's go right to that because I think there's a lot of people that are listening that are probably in a similar boat, one of two. Either A, they're in the business as an independent agent uh, with no necessary intent to grow a team. Uh, and there's other ones that that are have big aspirations to grow teams. And there's probably some that are trying to grow teams. So what would be the advice that you would give to somebody uh, is is there some is there some broad advice or would you give different advice for each of those three the different levels of of where someone might be at in their their career? Well, so you know, if whether you're you know an independent or you're you're, you're a small team, um, I think what most people don't realize about growing your 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 team or brokerage is that you have you have to get back to the things that you did as a salesperson, which is pick up the phone. I. <laughs> I, I coached with John Sheplak for years. Um, and then when I first coached with him, I coached with him for like a 12 week period and then uh, grew my brokerage from, you know, I think 16 to like 35, right? And then and then went back with him the next year, ended up staying for a couple of years at that point. But I was like, hey, I'm not growing, you know, what's going on? And he said that, you know, you're doing things completely the opposite to other people, right? I am doing kind of your influencer type thing. I've got a podcast, I do YouTube, uh, I do trainings, but how many calls do you make in a day? And it's kind of the same thing we tell our agents all the time. Like now that we've got 95 agents or close to hundred, um, what's interesting is they're starting to come to me, okay? But not at the level as it would be if I, when I'm calling every single day, right? And we've gotten to the point where we're, we're, we're picky now, where we don't, you know, we don't take brand new agents. We don't take agents that have been in the business for, you know, seven years and do two or three million a year. But the, the point of the matter is, you, you always have to be focused on getting new people. So, as an example, like this year, we've probably lost ten people. Okay, and the ten people that we have lost have been really like life all except for maybe one or two have been life circumstances meaning they're moving out of town or they got a full-time job that they couldn't pass up right um uh, or, or or a couple of them have got their broker's license and wanted to try that like our attrition rate is really good but you know the 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 fact of the matter is life happens and you're going to lose people so you always have to have a recruitment method and you got to stay focused on that or you will not grow so let me digress it for a second, uh, because I think it's interesting how you mentioned you have a certain type of agent you're looking for. Yeah. And I think that a lot of anybody in growth mode, admittedly, and I'm in the same boat as you in a different space, you know, you 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 find yourself saying, oh, they got a pulse. They have interest. Yeah. 
let's talk or, okay, I get it. You've been in the business for 10 years and you're not doing anything. Maybe I can change them. It's almost like the, it's like the girlfriend or boyfriend, right? You know, we can change them. What would you speak to that? Because I think, and I, I know I'm guilty of it. And I know, I think everybody who goes through a recruiting point in their life goes through the same thing. How would you speak to that? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, a lot of teams and brokers would not agree with my method. They say, take anybody and train them up, take anybody and train them up. We, we, we don't want to do that for a couple of reasons. One, we want to maintain a standard of quality to our agents. And two, we, we don't like when people leave. Okay. Especially when, when they can't make it. So, so what we have identified is a couple of things. One, we're not good at taking agents that just got their license that have not done a deal. Okay. So there are two types of agency we look for. One are agents that do between 1 million and 3 million that have been in a business for one to three years, you know, loosely around that, 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 that criteria. And they probably pick the wrong brokerage to start with in order to launch their career. However, they made it despite that, okay? So we can get them in, get them on our leads product, and then we, we really flourish with those agents. The other type of agents that we uh, recruit are agents that are doing really 6 million or more, right? And this is dependent on your market, of course, but in Austin, it's 6 million and more for us. And, and those are our independent agents. Our brokerage has a leads product where about, we have about 40 agents that are on it. And then we have 60 agents that aren't on leads. And our philosophy, which is again, different than a lot of other brokerages, is our leads are a stepping stone to become an independent brokerage. We charge more for our leads. So, you know, you take my leads because you have a hole in your pipeline. And when you don't have a hole in your pipeline, you don't take my leads and you don't have to graduate to another brokerage. Because this is one thing that we get from a lot. We take a lot of agents that come from teams that want to do their own thing. And then a lot of the teams, this isn't universal, but a lot of the teams don't really have a pay system or a guidance system for agents to do their own thing. And we do. Hmm. I, I never really understood that. And, and as you know, based on my role in the industry, I talk to brokers and team leads and real estate agents all over the country. Yeah. And I do know some like that and they're successful. I just don't understand. And, and, and maybe somebody's listening to this and I'm just going to question it for you to, to answer why would you limit yourself? I mean, I get it. Maybe you've figured out a system that yeah. just works really, really, really well, but it's almost like you, they have to, you have to, they, they, it seems like they're controlled and yeah. not every human wants to be controlled. So why not create a vehicle so that that person who was loyal to it and you built them up and now wants to go out on their own has the vehicle. Why do you think brokerages or teams? And if you're listening to this and you do this, Listen to this answer because I'm curious to know what it is. Yeah, I think I know why. And and after, you know, exploring this for several years, because if you have a team with 20 to 40 agents that is almost exclusively working on your leads, that's very profitable. Okay. So the, the problem is if it is that they will leave. So you got to kind of, you know, not, not, not universally, some of them stay forever, but you know, in order to, to do that and have an independent agent on a brokerage, you got to scale that brokerage, right? So like, if you're looking at 20, if I've got 20 people on a team and 40 agents that are completely independent, you look at a, a team that has 40 people on a team, they're more profitable than me, right? 
But if I have 30 people on a team and 75 that are independent, those 75 are very low maintenance. So I, I understand why they do that. But for me, I don't want to go through training people over and over and over again. I mean, we, we do it, but we, but, but we have so many people that are on the leads that we only have a few leave each year, five to seven each year. So if I can replace those five to seven and the five to seven that leave the leads come on our independent brokerage, they're, they're now they're trained up. They might come back to the leads. We call it a product, not a team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense. And admittedly, like I hate leads. It's never been my jam. And as a leader, we have just stayed away from them. We're looking for independent, you know, people that want to grow their own business. And we built systems to help those people thrive. Yeah. Uh, and and admittedly, like we could maybe have a bigger, bigger group if we offered leads. It's just, we've just never put the infrastructure in to do that because it's a completely different beast. Yeah. Um, and, and on the reverse side of things, I guess, if you're like me, putting in a system because I guess the thing is this is as a, a former producer, I didn't, I didn't play the lead game. You played the lead game. So now yeah. you built that. So you had that expertise and then you build that infrastructure. Do you guys use uh, ISAs? Do you, you know, what is your system? I, I know you're probably a Ylopo guy. You mentioned Howard. Yeah. I know you've spoken to Ylopo. Um, so what does your system look like there for anybody who's looking to kind of replicate what you're doing? Yeah. So we don't, we have one ISA. We're not ISA heavy. We, we use Zillow Flex. We're the number one Zillow Flex team in terms of conversion to market in Austin. And uh, we use Ylopo. Ylopo is a big part of our tech staff. Follow up loss is, is amazing. And so the, the biggest thing with us is our, is our leadership infrastructure. Okay. Zillow taught us a lot. And I was not a Zillow fan before we became a flex member okay but they taught us a lot about how to measure the different parts of a lead okay and then they have i mean they're, they're zillow they've got they're, they're a data company above anything else they know they know so much about like where is the breakdown in the agent and they know it's either from coming in as uh you know answering to met with to showing properties to writing contracts to close and because they track all of that we can look at an agent that may not be performing as well as they should instead of saying, how do we coach them? Well, we know it's maybe they're, they're meeting people, but they're not showing properties. Are they showing properties and write, not writing contracts? Are they writing contracts, but they're not getting those accepted, right? And then the other thing with us is a huge part of it is our leadership. We run on EOS. Uh, I've got a sales manager. I've got an operations manager. I've got a marketing director. I've got a full-time trainer. This is not the Ryan Rodenbeck show. And so that's really helped us, you know, departmentalize the different functions of our company and, and really help with our company culture. I love that. And that's a, a good segue to ask, you know, why Indy? Uh, so you're, you're Spyglass Realty. I yeah. assume that's your brand. You built yeah. that. So why? I mean, you know, obviously in a, in a day and age, especially back when you did it, and, and I would say, Five to ten years ago, the big box really dominated real estate, and that's mm -hmm. starting starting to shift. But tell us why you choose Indy and and why you think it's maybe the best best fit for most. Well, I'm not going to say it's the best fit for everyone. I know it's the best fit for me. I mean, the reason I started Indy is because I I fell into Indy when I first got into a brokerage. I've never been part of a big box brokerage, right? And what I realized over the years is, you know, you have all these companies that, I mean, we get courted all the time, 
that say, oh, we're going to offer you this, we're going to offer you that, all the technology, all that. You can get all of that stuff, whether you're, you're a big box or not. I mean, if you look at certain, some of the, the failures of the big box, right? I mean, KW Command is not, for all accounts and, you know, and purposes, was not that great. Um, I don't know what Compass is doing, but they, they bought contractually, and that apparently wasn't that good. They might, be, they might have something new now. I don't know. But my point is, is you don't have to invent your own technology when you can get the best in class from everyone else. The, 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 the key is how do you marry these technologies together, right? Now, you, now there are companies that can go in and have a single sign-on and they can do their CRM, they can do property alerts, they can do all that from there, okay? And, and that's great. I'm like, as a tech nerd, as a tech enthusiast, I am envious of that. However, I have taken agents from a company that had that and they came over and they're like, oh my God, follow-up boss is so much easier to use than you know, the souped up sales force that I don't know what it means, right? Mm -hmm. So I just don't see, for me personally, the juice is not worth the squeeze in joining a company that is going to take some part of your stuff, take part of your splits, part of your commissions or something. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I've proven that by how we've been able to scale. And another thing with independence, right, is about four years ago, three or four years ago, we had Better Homes and Gardens, EXP, Compass came to town. All three of these companies came to town. They came in, started buying, absorbing, merging, all that, right? This was the big disruptor was the big word of the time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I'm like, what am I gonna do, right? Well, they were the best thing that ever happened to me because they eliminated most of my competition. I made the, the, the serious judgment call. You know what? I'm staying independent, right? For better or for worse. Two years later, there, there, there's no more competition. Now, in the meantime, there have been independents that have come up mm -hmm. that are doing well, but we have a head start on them because we stay the course. I love that answer. And, and and I will speak to that too, is, is, and I've learned this, obviously, most of you know this, I'm in the mortgage space. And what I've learned, because I would consider us kind of, if there was an equivalent, we're like an Indian, you're familiar with our company because yes. you work with us, which is awesome. Uh, the, the, what I learned when you go to those big boxes and they have their own proprietary proprietary tech is there's a reason why they have it. Part of it's control. The other part's data. Uh, they tell you it's because it's better, but the reality is, and I've, you know, I've tasted this, is that when you're working with these independent tech companies who service real estate, that's all that they do. Yeah. And they're really freaking good at it. And so anybody who tells you at a big box, this is mortgage or real estate, that you have better tech than the smaller guy, it's not necessarily true. And, it's uh, not. I'm and not seeing one case where it is. I, I agree. And you can attest to it from our pers per, uh, perspective as well, because you've probably tasted what USA has. And um, I love that, man. I love I love that you said that, because I I do believe that there is not a one size fits all for anybody. Yeah. And, um, but I do have a question for you. And this is, I'm sure, I don't know if anybody else is thinking it, but I'm agnostic, so I could care less where you are. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the downline model has really mm -hmm. taken hold of our industry. And, you know, EXP's made a splash. Now there's real. Um, why haven't you bit on that bait? Yeah. Okay. I want to be careful how I answer this question, mainly because. It's, it's, it's unappealing to me, okay? I'm not going to say which company, but one of the companies. Uh, I, I, I've been catfished into meetings that I thought was an interview with an agent 
and it, it was like a recruitment tool, right? You that's, know, so, that's a, that's a turn off right there. Yeah. And it there's, there's a lot of that going on. And, and then the other part of it is that uh, I have not seen a standard of quality with some of these companies. Now, let me just say this. I am friends with some of the top team leaders across the country that are with a couple of these companies and they are ballers. Okay. And, and they, they do really, really well, but I, you know, people say, well, if you join EXP, if you join real, you don't give up your brand. I don't believe that. Okay. You know, I see some of these checks that some of these guys may be getting and that's all well and good. And like, maybe there's a part of me like, man, I should have done that, but that's not who I am. Okay. I'm an independent broker and, I, and I'm ride or die independent. I mean, if there were a brand that could lure me, it would have to be uber luxury. And I just, you know, it'd have to be something that my, my entire, and here's the other part of it, right. Is because of the 95 agents that I have, it, probably 50 of them are from companies that no longer exist that were with better that they've got bought out by better homes and gardens they merged with the exp uh, a lot of compass and they came over here because they did not want to be part of that so a lot of different reasons for that but the main thing is an identity i built this this is this is who i am this is who our company is and i don't see a reason to i don't know the downline thing I'm not selling Amway here and, um, you know, no offense to any of that. And I know very successful people that are making a lot of money on it. It's just not me. Yeah. Same. You, you, uh, you mentioned you, well, actually, you know what? I, I want to segue, I, I guess I want to segue out of that because we'll probably, um, I don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, I don't want to get myself in trouble. I love yeah. everyone. And, me uh, too. and, and it's true, Every, but, but I love what you said there. And, um, I thought it was funny actually. So anybody listening to this, if you want to recruit Ryan, he kind of just set it on a silver platter for you. So now you know what you got to do, yeah. uh, <laughs> but don't catfish. And don't you know catfish. what? And actually I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a, a, a public service announcement, uh, because I'm glad you said that. And I can say it cause I'm not in the industry is yeah. that, you know, that's the problem with those models is those agents that do that. If you're listening and you're one of them, or you know people that do that that's what you got to clean up because otherwise it just creates a bad name and yeah. um I, and i think my that. friends that that, that are uh, you know that are top team leaders across the country like they feel the same way they don't, they don't have to that. They, yeah they don't go and like at, you know recruit people like they they're, they're just they're, they have so much stature and so much they, they add so much value that people come to them yeah yeah i love it i love it well and that that brings us back to you you kind of touched on it without saying it which is culture Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that, you know, you can have it, whether you're in a big box, you're in India, you're a small shop, it doesn't matter, right? It's all kind of dependent upon the leadership. Uh, but, and it's, and it's somewhat cliche. Yeah. I personally believe in it. Like we call our work, we call our region, what's our work family, right? And yeah. we mean it like, that's just, we don't, we're not just blowing smoke. What is your take on culture and the importance of it as either a leader or an agent? Oh my God. It's the most important thing you can do for your company. And we put so much focus on that. A lot of things happened in the last few years that, that have elevated our culture. We started working, you know, running through EOS, you know, we focused on the book, good to great, where they talk about, you know, a lot about culture. There's a book called the culture code, which is amazing. Right? So the way that we have focused on our culture is our leadership really pays attention to it. We have a culture committee 
that meets once every two months that decides what kind of parties we're going to throw, what kind of you know charities we're going to uh, represent that month, you know, food drives, clothing drives, things like that. And, you know, we even have a follow-up boss list, you know, CRM follow-up boss, where we go where it has all of our agents in it. And if someone has not been talked to, one of our agents has not been talked to in three weeks, our, our leadership will go in and like knock that off and then try to contact them. Because what we realize is that just because you haven't heard from someone doesn't mean they're okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, we do a once a month happy hour we do a uh, an, an online training every two weeks. We do a training once a month. We have lots of, of events for, for people to be able to give to the community. And as a result, we've won best places to work uh, in ABJ for the past three years. We're uh, I think we're we're in the top five coming up on the uh, Austin American Statesman's uh, top workplaces. Um, and and then you know all that feeds into you know, making sure people are happy and attracting other people. You know, we, we do a lot for, for our agents. We do social media uh, drives. We have a, today at my office, we're in about five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever, they're going to come in and do a video, video and photo shoot that we do once a month, you know, social media training, right? And what, what the results of that are that our agents are really pushing stuff on stories and reels and, and people, other agents are like, wow, things are going down at Spyglass Realty. So yeah, it's, it's so important in, in the terms of making sure your company is happy, but also attracting other good people to your company. Yeah. I mean, what I heard there is you invest not just money, but a lot of time into yeah. making this a priority. And I think that's, that's critical. Now, I think one of the bigger questions or, or objections to that though, would be, all right, Ryan, that's, that's good and well, but you've scaled to where you are. You're a hundred plus agents. It's easy for you to do that. How do you get to that level when you're only at 10 or 15 agents and you are grinding every day? It's hard to put a priority on the fluffy things. Yeah. Well, so here's what I'd say about being 10 or 15 agents. And this is what I realized when, when I had literally 16 agents, I lost one of my, my biggest, uh, my biggest producer at the time. And, um, she said to me, you know, Ryan, you say that you're not available or you say, you say that you say that you're always available, but if I walk in the office, I could see in your face, you're not. Okay. And what I realized is she was actually, she was, she was absolutely true. I, I was so consumed with doing my own production that the mind can't serve two masters. So if you're a top producing agent and you're, you're uh, trying to lead a, and grow a company, it, it really doesn't work. You have to put a priority over one. So I literally sold a duplex. We had several duplexes that we owned, sold a duplex and said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to sell anymore, right? For the next year, I'm going to focus on recruitment because you know, as a top producing agent that has 15 agents, 15 agents is not enough to supplement that income. And, you know, I thought at 30, it's enough for me to like, okay, I can quit selling real estate, not making as much money as I was or selling $26 million in real estate. So, you know, it's kind of like that agent that starts on your firm. Like if someone's brand new, right. That says, okay, do you have enough money to make it the next four to six months? Well, if you're, if you're an agent, a team leader, that's got 10 or 15 people, you got to say the same thing. Do you have enough money to stop selling real estate and grow your team to 30? Because that's where it comes in. And then that's where you can put the focus on the culture, right? When I sold that duplex, I'm like culture retainment recruitment. That's it. 
you know, so what would you say is because there's a transition in there and you were kind of you were touching on it, you know, at what point can I supplement my income? And, and I can you and I probably have kind of come along in the same in the same vein because I, I went through the same thing. Like at what point I can't give up. I was doing 100 plus deals a year. Like that's a lot of income. I can't just yeah. walk away from that. And and I know my industry is different than yours. But so from not that, that different. <laughs> no, no, you're right. But at the same token, that shift is delicate. And it's either, okay, I save up a lot of money and just, you know, eat ramen noodles for a couple of years, or I, I transition on this delicate shift. You know, if somebody's sitting there, because I think there's probably a lot of people sitting there saying, yeah, that's the reason why I can't scale, because yeah. I can't walk away from my business, or they're just control freaks, right? Yeah. What's the advice that you give to, to either one of those two scenarios? Make a decision, right? Make a decision and sacrifice. Like you said, ramen noodles. Like, so obviously this company has put the air out of being very successful and we have been very successful. Okay. But if I were to show you my 2019 tax return, you would be very surprised. Now I won't even talk about it because my wife would kill me, but it's not, not, it's not kill me because it's very high, but we just put so much money into the business to grow. And along those terms, along those ways, when we were at 15 to 30 to 45 agents, you know, my wife says, are you ready to quit this? We did a strategic planning, Jeff, and uh, about four or five years ago. And I remember in that the goal was in three years to grow to a hundred agents. At a time I was selling a lot of real estate, right? And working my ass off. And my wife started crying in the meeting. And I was like, what is going on? She goes, you know, I just can't imagine with how hard you work right now with a hundred agents. I will never going to have time with you. And I said, Angel, the point is to scale to freedom. Okay. And that's what I want to do. And so we're going to work, we're going to sacrifice, and we're going to put money in the company. We're going to make less money over the next couple of years. And at the other side of that, you're going to see me more of me. So here we are, fast forward to the day, and I don't work nights. I don't work weekends. I make more money now than I ever have, right? But not that that's, you know, big money or anything, but my point is, you know, we sacrificed for those couple of years. And, the, and it's, scaling the freedom was the exact term I use. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, and, and big money's relative. It's relative yeah. to the market you're in. It's relative to what you want. Uh, there is no barometer. That's you have to create your own barometer of success. Um, I love that you said that. And I think I think the important thing that I want to hit on is, is that because everybody thinks, and I know it, you know, I've, I've been in a leadership role a long time and you always can just feel those eyeballs on you. Like, Oh, they just sit there and make all this money. Yeah. And, and, you know, when times are good, yes, we do. And when times are bad, oftentimes we're working for free. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, would you be willing to do that? And the answer is always no. And I'm like, because you come from a mindset, if, if you go to work, you get paid. Well, that's not the way it works in an entrepreneurial way. And yeah. everybody just always thinks we're just rolling in cash all the time. And I think is it for anybody listening to this, like, that's the thing beyond anything you've got to come to a mental acceptance that you are going to eat a shit sandwich yeah uh, and and it cycles like it you just don't always go from okay two years and then you get past you might get two years two three years of success and then hit two three years because something happens and absolutely that's what i'm looking at right now you know i feel pretty good about the economy overall and especially with the growth is a hedge against you know uh, a downer uh, you know slower market but 
you know, being an entrepreneur like you and I have for the past 25 years, you know that something can, 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 I've had this in 2014 where, where I thought everything was going to happen. It was going to be great. And I pulled my, my foot off the gas and next thing you know, I didn't have any money. Right. And I had to go into the office and work harder than anyone else all day, every day and to get out of that. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's that's something we could probably talk about for uh, for days, I think. Yeah. And but but the reality is is nobody wants to hear that, right? They yeah. just they just you know they want pie in the sky. They don't they're not going to believe what anybody has to say until they actually go through it. And right. I, and I will say this, and I, I think you probably attest to this, is if you're going down that path, make sure you have good mentors in your corner, Absolutely. Uh, because not only are they going to lift you up uh, in the bad times, you know they're they're going to be that inspiration. They're going to guide you. They're going to use their experience to help you not make the same mistakes that they did. That's the key. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get down to brass tacks. I mean, I, I let in with this. We really haven't talked too much about it, although I think this has been really awesome, which is which is thriving right now. And, mm -hmm. and it might be a little loose because it might just be, you know, survival yeah. uh, because that's going to be key. There's going to be a lot of agents getting out of the industry. I mean, if if an agent, as you mentioned, left your organization for a full time gig, clearly yeah. they weren't crushing it in real estate because if they were doing well, there's not very many gigs they're going to pay as much as real estate does. And so, you know, where do you want to go with this? You know, the whole thriving in a shifting market concept, where do you think, what's the best advice or conversation we can have on this that will bring the most value to our audience? Yeah. And so it's, it's probably redundant. Okay. But it's back to the basics, right? If you have a listing, you have to work for it. Okay. So some of the things that, that we're teaching in our, our, our class tomorrow to our agents and a few outside agents are, okay, you know, set your expectations to your sellers. Okay. Don't go in and say, let's have a listing and okay, it's listed. And then you don't set the expectation to call them, email them or whatever. We, but back when I was selling uh, 70 homes a year listings, we would, we would, we would have, okay, we'd let them know we're going to list on a Thursday. You're going to get a report every Tuesday. I'm happy to jump on a phone call with you. The report's going to show you how many showings, what the feedback was, uh, you know, uh, any recommendations from, from agents or clients that saw the property and, and, and also any active properties in that neighborhood. Okay. So we set that up for every Tuesday and every third week, we're going to have a conversation about tactics and price adjustments. What, what reason we don't talk about that every two weeks, is you don't want to pressure someone to dropping the price when days on markets, 30 days and you know, after two weeks, but what will happen is you'll see the sellers see that report and they'll see two other listings that are active on the market that are lower than yours. They will initiate that call, right? And if they don't, on the third week, you say, look, we're in trouble here because of this, okay? Now you marry those type of techniques with different types of technology, right? So for instance, uh, we have, I don't have one right here, these video books that, that we send out to uh, sellers to say, hi, my name is Ryan. I'm looking forward to meeting you on Friday at 2 p.m. Uh, the next video is gonna show you how we market and sell homes, right? And that sets the client up to be wild and press even before. Now, did you know that Zillow has a program for, I don't know if it's for their flex agents. I know we have this, but it may be for paid agents too, maybe for everybody, I don't know, it just released. That if you put a 3D tour on Zillow, that you it will put it as a boosted listing for seven days. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember, you remember people are watching this, listening to it years ago, you used to be able to pay for that premier placement. So that's another thing. Like, how are you marketing your home? How are you talking to buyers? How are you setting the expectations? So part of what we're doing with our agents in our class tomorrow is giving them information on here's the historical, you know, especially rates right now, five, five and a half, whatever the hell it is, mm -hmm. right? It's like, this is nothing, okay? And what we're telling people, like I literally listened to a phone call this morning, my sales manager took and recorded. And it's the guy's like, you know, and this is something we've been talking points about timing the market. You wanna time the market? Guess what? You've timed the market, it's time, okay? <laughs> if you wanna look at rates over between 2013 to 2018, they were a little bit less than, than 5%. But other than that, you know, you can go back, 30 years before that and and five and a half is a smoking deal right and you know any number of things can happen at any point in in austin that's going to drive uh demand like just two days ago apple announced they're going to build six hundred thousand square feet of office right mm -hmm. if you want to time the market you've timed it so we have to have these talking points this information this data to be able to teach our agents how to handle what I believe are unreasonable objections. I don't know anyone that has won by timing the Austin real estate market. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I would summarize and what you were just describing as, as in you really need to be working on dialing in your sales skills, uh, your skills and yeah. objections because you haven't had to, like business just happened. It was easy over the yeah. last couple of years. Um, so is there any advice because I, let's just assume, I, I don't think many people listening, if any are with spyglass, they probably don't need to listen. They hear you all the time. Um, but it, so let's just say they're at their own brokerage and they're not getting that type of training right now, but they're independent as, as, as a realtor and they're okay with that. Where would you advise them to go to dial in and hone in those skills? Well, I mean, you know, podcasts, YouTube, if I can, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Realty Hack, but listening to podcasts like this, I mean, and, and I got to tell you, if you're not getting that kind of mentorship at your brokerage, um, then then you should be. I mean, you, you, my, I tell my agents here, don't just listen to me and my my sales manager, you know, make sure that you're you're watching and listening to other podcasts. I mean, this was a very valuable podcast you put on every week. You've got great experts. There are Facebook groups. And I'll tell you this, here's the other thing. One secret to my success over the past dozens of years, dozen years has been, you know, I've been a conference junkie, okay? And and it's not just the things you hear at the conference. That, that, that's part of it, okay? The main thing are the, the connections that I make, okay? I've been, on a, I've been on a mastermind with guys for like seven years, okay, that we meet once, uh, once a, a month. And like developing these relationships, you said it before, having a good mentor, but not just a good mentor, but a, a good group of peers. You know, it's kind of hard to get that in your own city or market, Whereas it is, you find, you know, you're what is, what the Tim Ferriss, whoever says you are the average of the five people you know the most, yeah. find good people and listen to them, talk to them, right? Um, and if you're not getting that at your own brokerage, there's plenty of leaders out there that are doing what I'm doing. And um, I think you should seek that help. I love it. Yeah. Consume. 
Be a better consumer. Yeah. One more question as, as it relates to this topic of thriving in a shifting market is, okay, so that's that's kind of tactical and you need to dial in those skills. But what if it's it's just like, listen, Ryan, I don't have business. So, and and I don't, and again, I'm not buying leads. I'm not a lead guy or gal. I, I really want to attract business or I want to you, you know work with SOI. What, what would be the best advice you would give that agent who says, I just need more business. How do I, how do I penetrate and, and, and attract more? Well, there's two things. One, you know, I always teach my agents, add to your CRM, add to your CRM. Okay. Make sure you have the, the proverbial sticky note on your computer says add to CRM. Maybe it's an actual sticky note. Look at Gmail, look at Facebook, look at LinkedIn, add people in there, make contacts with them. Okay. And if you're, you know, just plopped into a new city and that's not a, an option, you got two choices. One, you can go do open houses every single day and go to networking uh, uh, opportunities. And when I say every day, you can do an open house every day. You can do it Monday through through Sunday, okay? Uh, or you can join a broker, a brokerage or a team that has leads. And you have to be very careful about that, right? Because a lot of people will say they have leads. They go, oh, I've got phone duty. You need to know what kind of leads. Do you have PPC leads, which are forced registration leads? Do you have inbound Zillow leads? Do you have inbound Google uh, local services leads? You need to define what type of leads you're going to get because leads are the most important thing so if you're incapable of generating your own leads through your sphere of influence or through raw force of nature open house then you need to join a brokerage or team that will provide it to you into those skills until those skills of providing your own leads are earned or adapted I, I love that. I, I think that uh, if if you didn't gain something from this podcast today, you weren't paying attention, and I advise you go back and listen again. Uh, Ryan, do you have any parting thoughts as we're as we're coming up on time? Like any any just final pieces of advice that you would like to give to our audience? Yeah, um, I think it's you know no matter what you do, no matter what type of personality you have, work ethic is the is the is the thing that will make you succeed i mean there are agents i've had to come in that i'm like they don't have any personality at all but they're either organized uh, or they're they're very diligent and hardworking, or both and like they can they just kill it right it's not about personality it's not about charisma although those are our advantages okay it's about how hard you work I like that. I like that. In other words, there's, it's not a one size fits all equation to success. Nope. You yep. can do it any which way. Um, that's awesome. So you mentioned earlier, you have your own podcast. It's called Realty Hack. Yeah. Um, so check that out, the Realty Hack podcast. If somebody wants to connect with you, what is the best way to do that? Yeah. So uh, um, my, my website is com, and I also have realtyhack.com and that has all my platforms on it. I love it. You mentioned you're on YouTube. Is it Realty Hack? Is that what the channel is YouTube.com slash Realty Hack. I really appreciate the plug there. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of your, your expertise and, and quote unquote secrets, although we know there are no secrets in this industry. Yeah. Um, but but this is, you're, you know, you're the kind of guest that I'm really trying to lean towards, which is actual people in the industry. And as you know, uh, with your own podcast, you, you know, there's a lot of people reaching out to you wanting to they, they they own companies that sell to the real estate industry. And yeah, there's a fine line of some of those people are worth it. But I want people in the trenches because I think that's that's where we're at now. And in the next yeah. 12 months could be an interesting time. And there's going to be a lot of attrition. And um, 
you listening right now need to learn as much from these people as humanly possible. So con 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 continue to consume and go consume more. So go, go check out Realty Hack. Go check out their YouTube channel and emulate what Ryan is doing because clearly he's got this figured out. Uh, I, I, love, I love your testimony on this and, and why you haven't sold out, which is awesome, man. It's been great to connect with you and uh, hope that we stay in touch. Yeah, Jeff. Pleasure's mine. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Power ISA, the industry experts in real estate ISAs. Get more appointments, make sure your follow-up gets done on time, and you get the most out of your leads. Get a great ISA for real estate on your team and watch the results roll in. Power ISA has served over 1,200 agents in the U.S. and Canada since 2015, and it's the one-stop shop for everything you need to get a great inside sales agent on your team. Whether it's setting appointments with your internet leads or making outbound prospecting calls to help you get more listings, Power ISA can get it done for you. Visit PowerISA.com forward slash LCA to get started. That's PowerISA.com forward slash LCA. Welcome Agents Podcast.